Welcome to WTBU News Today. I'm Varsha Subramanian. Boston has been warm lately. Temperatures today are expected to reach a high of 57 degrees and a low of 36, with the rest of the week looking equally warm. Now we'll move into the Boston University COVID-19 dashboard update. On Thursday, March 18th, six members of the Boston University community tested positive for COVID-19. Five of them were students and one of them was an employee. For the week of March 12th to March 18th, 0.41% of tested students were deemed positive for the coronavirus, with 0.13% of tested faculty and 0.31% of tested staff also receiving positive test results. On average, BU's lab took 15.4 hours to process each test. 76 students are currently in isolation and 1,146 students have recovered from the disease. Elaine Backus is here now with the weekly non-compliance report. Friday's weekly COVID-19 compliance report saw an increase in non-compliance but a slight drop in the number of students who had their BUIDs and Wi-Fi deactivated due to non-compliance. Warnings issued for missing the daily attestation and testing non-compliance both increased by about 100 this week, with 2,520 attestation warnings and 1,347 testing warnings issued. There were four instances of non-compliance with masks, and there continues to be no reported physical distancing concerns. There were no violations of isolation or quarantine housing, and no guest violations. 210 students were sanctioned for repeated non-compliance this week. There was an uptick in non-compliant gatherings. There were three on-campus gatherings, one more than last week, and eight off-campus, twice as many as last week. This report also included a note from the Dean of Students' Office explaining that outdoor gatherings should still be limited to a few friends and not larger groups. In Hingham, Massachusetts, this is Elaine Bacchus for WTBU News. Joining us now is Kylie Nguyen with updates on the COVID-19 vaccination in Cape Cod. Amidst rising concerns of a new infectious COVID-19 variant in the United States, Barnstable County officials announced that Cape Court's vaccine collaborative plans will offer immunizations to exclusively K-12 and early childcare workers on March 20, March 27, and April 3rd. These efforts come after four exclusive days where the region's school staff was vaccinated in one of seven mass vaccination sites in the region. Furthermore, Local leaders have also made sure to reach out to educators across Cape Court's towns to find those who have not yet received the vaccine. According to a survey conducted by the superintendents in each respective district, officials found that 900 of more than 6,000 educators are still in need of vaccination. Despite the fact that Consortinum officials believe that many teachers in Barnstable County have already been vaccinated at retail pharmacies. They hope that these efforts to reach out to educators will make sure all those who have not yet received the vaccine can be vaccinated. Cape Court Healthcare CEO believes that with the proper collaboration and communication, the additional doses received can truly bolster efforts to increase the number of clinics and slots available for people who get vaccinated. In Boston, I'm Kylie Nguyen for WTBU News. And now we'll head over to Amanda Schneider for a story on a sexual assault claim against the New York governor. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is currently facing a new claim of sexual assault from his current aide, Alyssa McGrath. She's the first current aide in Governor Cuomo's office to do so, according to the New York Times. 
McGrath said that Cuomo would make remarks on her looks, lack of wedding ring, and the status of her divorce. She also told the New York Times that he made suggestive comments to her and another executive aide in the office. She also said that she was told the events of a separate incident where Governor Cuomo was accused of groping another current aide's breasts in the executive mansion by the aide herself. The incident was made public by the Times Union last week and was described by the aide as, quote, gut-wrenching, unquote. Although McGrath does not work directly for Cuomo, she added that she and her co-workers were often asked to work weekends at the mansion, with many of those co-workers being younger women. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Amanda Schneider for WTBU News. Next, a story regarding the closure of the Idaho legislature from Evan Emanez. The Idaho legislature has been forced to close its doors for two weeks to contain an outbreak of COVID-19. As of Friday morning, eight members of the legislature have tested positive for the virus, including two senators and six House members. Scott Bedke, Idaho's Republican Speaker of the House, said that the move was done out of an abundance of caution aimed to slow the spread of the virus in the chamber. The legislature has so far not implemented a mask mandate in either chamber, instead installing air purifiers and lowering capacity limits. Senate Majority Leader Kelly Anton said that senators would use this time productively to get ready for future sessions. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Evan Jimenez for WTBU News. Finally, we have an update from Victoria Popovska about the protests in Myanmar. Two journalists were detained in Myanmar on Friday as a result of the military's growing efforts to stop the flow of information surrounding the resistance to last month's coup. The two journalists were Than Hitak Ang from Mizima News and Ang Thura, a journalist from the BBC's Burmese Language Service. The journalists were detained outside a court in the capital of Naypyidaw, where they were covering legal proceedings against Winhetan, a detained senior official from the National League for Democracy Party that ran the country before the takeover. Since the February 1st coup, about 40 journalists have been arrested and about half are still being kept in detention. The BBC has released a statement regarding the detention of Ang Thura and have asked authorities to help locate and confirm that he is safe. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Victoria Popovska for WTBU News. That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune in to our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Alex Corey and Stella Lawrence, I'm Varsha Subramanian reporting from Dubai, UAE for WTBU News.